0: The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to Mark. Jesus Jesus and his disciples went on from there and passed through Galilee. He did not want anyone to know it, for he was teaching his disciples, saying to them, The Son of Man is to be betrayed into human hands, and they will kill him three days after being killed he will rise again but they did not understand what he was saying and were afraid to ask him then they came to Capernaum and when he was in the house he asked them what were you arguing about on the way but they were silent for on the way they had argued with one another who was the greatest he sat down called the twelve and said to them whoever wants to be first must be last of all and servant of all then he took a little child and put it among them taking it in his arms he said to them whoever welcomes one such child in my name welcomes me and whoever welcomes me welcomes not me but the one who sent me the gospel of the lord
1: I speak to you in the name of God who is Father and Son and Holy Spirit. Amen. Can you remember a time when you prized innocence and vulnerability? Can you remember a time when you did not know what greatness was, much less that greatness was something for which you should strive? Can you remember a time when being held in loving arms was truly all that you wanted? when being held in loving arms was fulfilling and sufficient and enough. If I'm honest with you, I have trouble remembering time. In truth, I'm not sure that times like these ever existed in their purest form, either in my adult life or even in my adolescence. For most of what I can remember, The weight of the world and the expectations of our culture have driven me to want more. First, more popularity in school, then more influence in my community, and my workplace, then more security for my future. Jesus's disciples can identify with this experience. The cares of the world often distract them from the disciplines of their faith, and Jesus works hard to set them right. In today's reading from St. Mark's gospel, Jesus places a little child in the center of the disciples circle. The child represents innocence and vulnerability. The child represents faith in its purest form, unbridled trust and unbounded joy. The child represents everything that the kingdom of heaven is. And that the kingdoms of the earth are not. Jesus places children at the very center of our circles for the same reason. Jesus places children at the center of our circles to remind us what life and faith really could be, if only we were willing to put our whole trust in God and his love. Today's story begins a few days after the transfiguration. Peter, James, and John have stood in the very presence of God. Jesus, in dazzling radiance, has held court with Moses and Elijah. And the kingdom of God seems closer at hand than it ever has before. As the disciples walk toward the seaside village of Capernaum, they begin to imagine what their lives will be like when Jesus' kingdom comes in its fullness. And then they begin to wonder who among them will be regarded as the greatest. When that kingdom comes, we can imagine the conversation. I think Peter will be regarded as the greatest. After all, Jesus said he is the rock on which he will build the church. No, 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 no. It's going to be James or John. They seem to figure things out more quickly than Peter does. No, no. He's quiet, but he gets it and he's committed in the midst of their conversation. The disciples happen upon a man possessed by a demon. The man falls on the ground before them, rolling around and foaming at the mouth, but they pay him little notice. They try once or twice to exercise the demon, but they fail. They are distracted from their prayers by conversations that seem a lot more important around the campfire that evening, Jesus asks his disciples a question. What were you arguing about on the way? Jesus's question is not random. In the Bible, someone is always about to get in trouble. When God or Jesus asks a question to which he already knows the answer. God asks Adam, have you eaten of the tree which I commanded you not to eat? God asks Cain, where is your brother? God asks of Sarah, why did you laugh? In the New Testament, Jesus says to the demon, what's your name? Jesus says to the chief priests, whose head and whose title appear on that coin? And perhaps most poignantly, Jesus asks in the garden of Gethsemane, Simon, are you asleep? After a day filled with mindless chatter, Jesus asks a question that renders his disciples speechless. What were you arguing about on the way? Silence follows. The disciples do not need to answer. Jesus already knows. In this moment of disappointment, Jesus might have criticized his disciples for their lack of humility. Jesus might have berated them for focusing on their own wants rather than on the needs of others. Jesus might have yelled and screamed and turned over tables as he is sometimes wont to do. Asking if the disciples had understood anything he had ever said. But he does not. Instead, Jesus responds by taking a little child in his arms. And putting it in the middle of the disciples circle. Mark does not tell us who this child is or why she was there or if she was known to any of the disciples, none of that matters. This little child represents the faith that Jesus wants to see in his disciples. She is innocent and vulnerable. She is trusting and hopeful. She is filled with joy and wonder in all God's works. This little child lives a life that most of us have trouble even imagining. She's not concerned with her own greatness, nor does she even know that greatness is something worth having. She has no worry about the future because she places her whole trust in the one who holds her in his loving arms. Jesus says, whoever welcomes one such child in my name welcomes me. With these few words, Jesus issues both a charge and a challenge for his disciples and for us. The charge, care for children, protect the vulnerable, defend those that it would be easiest to overlook. And the challenge, trust like a child trusts. Do not concern yourself with greatness and approach the whole world with a spirit of joy and wonder in all God's works. God places the same charge and the same challenge before us today. The little children at the center of our circle have no sense of what greatness is nor any desire to strive for it. They are content to be dependent on the ones who hold them in their loving arms. let's let that be enough let's let that be enough for them and let's see if we can let that be enough for us as well